You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're in the 14th chapter of Shabbat. This chapter, the structure of this chapter is very interesting and not necessarily obvious because it, it begins with hunting and wounding on Shabbat. Hunting animals, actually uh, creepy crawlies and wounding them on Shabbat and whether that's permitted. And then as we begin the second Mishnah, which is where we're starting today, we move into preparing salty liquid. Now, Kahati points out that the connection between hunting animals and preparing salty liquid may be to do with curing hides. And I want to remind you, as we've reminded ourselves a few times before, of the taxonomy of the avmalachot, the archetypal types of work on Shabbat, which is presented in the seventh chapter. And you remember when we looked at the seventh chapter, we found a whole group of activities that begin with sewing and then end up with baking. A whole group of activities that begin with shearing wool and end up with sewing. And then the third group of activities begins with hunting a deer and slaughtering it. And then curing its hide and making leather in order to write two letters. Hunting seems to be connected to curing hide. And sure enough, the cha- chapter 14 of our Mishnah of Shabbat begins with hunting an animal and then goes on to preparing salty liquids. And we will see a bit later in the chapter that the chapter closes with preparing medicines. So we seem to be in the realm of, if you like, preparing chemicals on Shabbat. And the Mishnah opens, Ein osin hilmi v'shabbat. Now, what is hilmi? Hilmi seems to be some kind of strong, salty mixture, brine, you'd call it, that you'd use for pickling. And we're not going to, in principle, you can pickle on Shabbat, certainly if you start pickling before Shabbat. But the rabbis will not let us do this on Shabbat. It it looks as if we're doing uh, basically weekday work on Shabbat. So we're not going to prepare the hilmi on Shabbat. But, aval, what if you just need a little bit of salt water to eat? And the Mishnah says, You can prepare a bit of salt water and dip your bread into it or put it into a cooked dish. And Rabbi Yossi objects. He says, look, if we're making a bit of salt water to, to dip our bread into, it's a bit like dipping bread into vinegar. Aren't we making that hilmi? Whether it's much or little. And he wants to do it a different way. This is how you should do salt water on Shabbat. This is the permitted salt water. Put in the oil first. Put the oil in the water first before you put in the salt. Or put the oil into the salt itself. And then you're... Um, you're not making pickling brine. The oil has got some kind of mollifying effect on the salt. We find the same thing, by the way, when we're using salad dressing. The oil cuts the effect of the salt somewhat. Or they cut each other anyway. And then, you don't feed, then you're not really making hilmi. And by the way, the halakha does not, not go according to Rabbi Yossi. The halakha we follow is that we, we, we're not going to make 
pick we're not going to pickle on Shabbat, but you can certainly we can certainly put water into what uh, put salt into water and dip our bread into it. Now the Mishnah is going to ease now from briny liquids to other kind of medicinal liquids. And just to prepare us for that, I just wanted to bring you a couple of halachot from the Rambam, from the Mishnei Torah, the second chapter of the Mishnei Torah, in Hilchot Shabbat. And the Mishnah is now going to bring some restrictions on making medicines on Shabbat. The rabbis are worried that we're going to grind on Shabbat. And if we grind on Shabbat to make medicine, we're going to break Shabbat. But the Rambam emphasizes, and this is the halacha, that this is only for medicine which is effectively uh, optional. When we're dealing with medicine where um, uh, human life is in danger, we do break Shabbat. And this is really what he says. The Sabbath is set aside where human life is in danger. And for someone who's, danger, for, for someone who's dangerously ill, everything may be done on the Shabbat. On the, at the bidding of a local physician of the Uman, a, a, a craftsman. So we follow the direction of a physician on Shabbat. And then he follows this up with an extraordinary statement. When we do these things, we don't perform them with non-Jews or minors or servants or women, lest they consider the Shabbat a light matter. But, but, the leaders of Israel and their sages should take the lead in breaking Shabbat for the sake of someone who's dangerously ill. So that's the halacha for, for Safek Nefashot. The Mishnah, of course, the Mishnah, however, is going to get into issues where we're not dealing with Ain with Safek Nefashot. We're dealing with minor, seems to be dealing with minor elements and sort of folk remedies. And it explains, We don't eat, Ezovina is a hyssop. We don't eat hyssop on Shabbat. Because it's not the kind of food that healthy people eat. It's obviously, it's obviously some kind of diuretic. He can eat polytrichon. This is, um, I'm using Jastro's translation here. And you can find on Wikipedia that, that, that this seems to have medicinal properties. And drink eupatorium perfoliatum. Veshotehu ebov roe. That's another translation from Jastro. Seems to be something called bone set and seems to have medicine, medicinal properties. And the Mishnah goes on to say, you, a person can eat any kind of food as medicine. So these are kind of normal foods. These aren't foods that are obviously not the foods of healthy people like the hyssop. But any normal food that people drink or eat, you can eat, take as medicine. And and drink any liquid. Except for a few things that seem to be marked out as medicines. Chutz be made a kalim, water of palm trees, vekosi karim, a potion of roots. Me pneshehen liro kav, because they jaundice. It's very obvious if someone's got jaundice, because his, his, um, the word yiroka means green, because his face, his face doesn't look the right color. But, um, the Mishnah goes on. 
even though we we um, make this 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 prohibition, aval who shorte, aval shorte who made kalim litzma. Oh, you can st- we can still drink water of palm trees for thirst. Vesach shem and ikarim and rub oneself with oil of roots for medicine. And then the Mishnah is going to go on to say, look, someone anxious about his teeth. Now we're going back to the brine, right? So we can see in the last Mishnah of this chapter, we're going back to the brine, the Hilmi that we started with. Someone anxious about his teeth. Um, shouldn't sip vinegar through them. But just like the dipping of the bread in the salt water, Aval, you know, this Mishnah is parallel to the set, the, the Mishnah we began with. Aval Mutabelhu Kedarko, he can just dip his bread in it in the normal way. For even itrape, itrape, if he's cured, he's cured. So we're, we're kind of curing by the by, really, in these situations. Someone anxious about his hips isn't going to rub them with wine or vinegar, but he can anoint them with oil. Veloshem and Vered, not rose oil. Why not rose oil? Well, the Mishnah explains, Children's of, Children of kings anoint their wounds with rose oil. And because it's that their normal practice to do it even on a, on a weekday. And Rabbi Shimon comes in. This is the last words of the chapter. His, the, the final word on healing on Shabbat. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Kol Yisrael b'nei melachim hem. All children are all the children. All Israel are the children of kings. And indeed, um, the Rambam concludes his commentary of this chapter by saying that the halacha is called according to Rabbi Shimon. Although he qualifies it by saying, "Look, you know, don't do this except somewhere where people make frequent use of." Um, rose oil but it's very striking that the mishnah conclude the this chapter of the mishnah concludes and the rambam can sort of draws out as halakha kol yisrael b'nei melachim hem all of israel are considered to be the children of kings i.e we don't make social distinctions between different kinds of people when we make halakha halakha applies to everybody equally it doesn't apply differently to different people of different social status. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.